Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to episode 63 with myself, Chris Hume, the legend, my mutual co-host, Don Maguire. And our person of interest today is none other than the president of BYB, Mike Vasquez. Welcome to the show, Mike. Thank you very much for having me. Hey, Mike, I'm going to jump in here real quick because there's there's something I want the world to kind of (laughs) know. You know, when I first met you, it was down in Biloxi, Mississippi. And I had had you on my show previous to that. And I honestly went down to Biloxi, Mississippi to find an issue with the promotion, find something wrong with the promotion. In my 37 years in this industry, I walked into an event that was already set up the day before, ready to go. What I found was a promoter that cared about the fighters, fed them constantly, had meals rotating in and out all day long, every day for the fighters, had drinks, everything, gave out your shirts. And then it dawned on me, Mike Vasquez doesn't even charge to watch his fights on the internet. And to be honest with you, I, I gained so much respect for you that day. And I didn't think it could get it even higher. And, and I'm not trying to, you know, to stroke you or, or give you an ego, but you sat there and flipped chairs, you wiped water, you put stickers on chairs. What is it about Mike Vasquez that has him being so genuine, so real, and so compassionate, not only to the fighters, but to the sport in general? Because like I said, in 37 years, I've never met a promoter that I like but I love Mike Vasquez. Uh, thank, thank you for those kind words. I, I mean, um, my responsibility is to make sure that everything uh, goes off uh, smooth, that everybody has a good experience, and that uh, not only the fans and the viewers at home, but that includes everybody who participates in our show, 
making sure everything's ready for the commission, making sure everything's ready for the fighters, uh, our staff, production staff. Uh, you know, people work better when they're happy, and uh, usually uh, food is part of that equation. So we make sure everybody's fed, fed on time, and has uh, you know water and the drinks they need, and and, and the fighters are are taken care of as well. So that's that's all part of it, and and. Uh, and then, of course, the fan experience. I, I do go through the venue, uh, as you saw, and I appreciate you you helped me move, slide some chairs around as well. Uh, uh, I go through the venue and I look at the spots from everywhere, every angle, every seat in the house. Uh, is there anything I can move, slide to, to give them a better view, a better uh, you know uh, uh, angle uh, at the ring, uh, no matter where the seats are? So I, I I'll do a little bit of adjusting, and it's just part of the experience that we want everybody to walk out of there. Uh, you know, saying, wow, it was a great time and, and uh, you know, with, with no complaints and uh, or as little complaints because something, you know, the old saying, you can't make everybody happy all the time. But uh, for the most part, uh, you know, people leave with smiles on, on, on their faces, have a good time. And, and uh, uh, I haven't heard any real complaints. So, uh, you know, it's just part of the part of my job. Now, well, I'm going to take it a little bit deeper because not only did I sit in your post-production meeting and there was not one ego in the room. Not one ego, you know, as with your, and your stack. A lot of stuff in the, in the, in the combat world as well. So it's, uh, uh, yeah, these are, these are all legends in the combat world and, and not an ego one. I mean, when Mike created this team, there is no IRU and team, but I want to take you a little bit deeper because this is what truly made me realize that you're not just a friend. You're my brother. I was out back of the venue and me and a correlated friend with Mike, we were we were out there and uh oh yeah I'm sorry somebody was All right. uh me and a, a brother of Mike Vasquez's we were out back and this lady came up to us and she was kind of down and so me and Mike's brother we went up and talked to her and we you know we because we're compassionate in life we care about other individuals and she brought up how. She had brought her 12-year-old son to the adopted 12-year-old son to the event, and her and her husband had adopted this child. Well, right after they adopted the child, her husband had passed away. And it touched me and Mike's uh, family, you know, so much that I went to Mike and he told me, Hey Don, you need to tell Mike what's going on. So I told Mike, and Mike said, Don, go find that lady. And bring all of them up in the corral. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply. And so I went and I found her and her family, and I brought them up in the corral, and not only did it make their night, but Mike took time out of his busy schedule, out of his busy night, to go over there and introduce himself and shake each and every one of their hands. And not only did he do that, he went through the crowd and he found veterans and brought them in the corral. Mike, I know you do it selflessly, but this is what I want people to understand. Life doesn't have to be about us. 
And a lot of times giving to others creates monumental moments, creates opportunities. Let's say per se, that lady could have been on her soapbox, ready to commit suicide, you know, because of the loss of her husband. But what you did gave her hope. How I know you don't take from that, but what what is it? I, I, I live by the, you know, small things make a difference, right, in, in people's lives. And it could be as little as holding a door open for somebody, you know, uh, 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 that's 10 feet behind you, not immediately behind you, but just waiting that extra second. Or, uh, you know, you see somebody in a jam trying to switch lanes instead of speeding up and blocking them off, you know, cut them a slack, let them get into the lane. Little things, little things go a long way, and, and they set people on the right move mood, you know, moving forward. Like, when somebody lets you in that you're surprised that, wow, they actually flashed and they let me in. You're like, oh, wow, you know, and, and that may change your mood for the rest of the day, whereas if they block you, you're pissed and you're, you know, you're, the next thing you know, you're, you're doing road rage on somebody else and you're passing it on that way. So I believe little things make a difference and, you know, we're never too busy uh, uh, to do, you know, those little things uh, for people and, and, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's, I've always said, it's not about me. It's, you know, I, I do these interviews. So, so people learn about our product and, and our fighting series and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, I mean, we're, we've done, uh, 11 shows already. I don't come out in any of those shows. I don't, I'm not, I don't come out speaking. It's not, you know, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's about the fighters. It's about the product. It's about BYB. And, and that's what I, that's where my heart and soul is. And, and, and like I said, helping people along the way. And sometimes it's fighters, sometimes it's crew, sometimes it's fans, you know, and, and, uh, and, and we love doing it. But the reason I did this, you know, me, you've watched my show before you've been on my show. I like to set precedence mm-hmm. and, and the precedence is that you're a genuine real man. Okay. And, and in this industry, you're a rarity and I know it's not about you. It's never been about you. But then there's a second aspect that I want to add before I hand it to Chris. Mm-hmm. I, I watched BKB when you were over at O2. Mm-hmm. And then I watched preceding interviews. And yesterday or the day before, I even watched another interview with a, a gentleman from that said promotion. Mm-hmm. And you're a man after my own heart, bro, because I always whelp about the days when a handshake and a man's word had value. Mike Vasquez still lives in those days. Mike Vasquez still does business that way. You know, brother, you're a breath of fresh air. What did it mean for you to be able to create an over-the-pond experience for Bare Knuckle via a handshake? Well, I mean, going even back to my NASCAR days, you know, a lot of those deals were handshake deals. You know, uh, 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 most of them, you know, were, were handshake deals. Uh and, and, you know, thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars, you know, flying around. Uh, but when you deal with good people, you know, you can you can rely on that. You have to have an understanding, right? It might be just a bullet point email that everybody agrees to or something like that. But, uh, uh, you know, when people are, are, you know, are known to keep their word, you can you can do stuff like that. Right. Uh, with the BKB guys, same thing. You know, there's there's paperwork only delays things. Right. When you're starting to do stuff and. And sure, you want to dot your I's and cross your T's, but when you feel comfortable with somebody, uh, and I did, Jim and Joe uh, are, are generally good people. Uh, you know, they uh, uh, had a great time my first time over there and, and sitting with them. 
we see things the same way. We, we want to uh, uh, put well-matched fights out there, exciting fights for the fans, continue to elevate the sport. And if you look at BKB, their last show, 26, and compare it to their you know first five or six or 10 shows, you'll see that growth in their product as well as, as if you go back to BYB, you know, one, two, three, or four, and you go through the last, you know, five or six shows, you'll see that growth uh, as well. So, you know, uh, we're like-minded. We started with a base. We're all putting our own money into the, the product. You know, nobody's making money. Like uh, I think Jim said the other day, nobody is making money, uh, yeah. but we're building something. And, and usually a business, uh, uh, there's a break-even analysis, right? In most businesses, it'll take two or three years uh, to break even. You know, that's your target zone is to get it done before three years. Some businesses take a little longer, especially where they're speculative or you're creating something new. Uh, you know, for example, the NASCAR stuff that I did, we got our team up and running, but the whole goal was to get uh, 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 drivers, Hispanic and, 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 and African-American drivers through the program so they can get wins in the sprint cut level. Not only, you know, the feeder series, well, it took 20 years to get a Hispanic driver his win at the Spring Cup level. You know, it happened two weeks ago with Daniel Suarez. Uh, you know, uh, African-American driver last year, Bubba Wallace got a, got a win. So yeah. it, it takes a while to get stuff like that, to get your dream through to reality. Uh, but, uh, you know, you can have a lot of fun along the way. And that's what we did in NASCAR. And, and same thing with BYB. Our, our dream is, is not yet fulfilled. Uh, we're there. We're growing. We have a great thing, but our dream really is to to make it a, a, a staple in the combat world. You know, to make it a a, a, a known entity uh, in the uh, uh, mainstream and not only the combat world. Uh, uh, you know, fan base. So we're we're far away from that yet, but we are working every day towards that. Is it fair to say? Sorry, Chris, but is it fair to say that both promotions? are more for the fighter than they are for themselves. Because that's what I see. I see two promotions that put the fighters up here, but yet the promotion stays right here. And that's, this is strange for me because like I said, I've been in this industry for 37 years. I've never met a man like you, you know, generally I cuss promoters out, but I, I love you, bro. I mean, you're, you're what the sport needed 37 freaking years ago. With that being said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to toss it over to Chris, but that's real, man. We, we needed you 37 years ago, bro. No, I appreciate that. I mean, it, 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 luckily, you know, uh, and, and the same is for Jim and Joe. Fortunately, we don't live off the combat, you know, world uh, uh, promotions. Uh, it's something that we had a passion in uh, and, and, and we're building, but we don't have to pull money out of it. Uh, we continue to invest. Fortunately, fortunately, we don't have to because there's no money to pull out of it, you know. But uh, eventually, of course, it is a business, and and uh, uh, you do want to grow the business, and you need to make money to continue to grow, so you can stop the you know the bleeding and, and putting the money in. But uh, fortunately, because we don't live off of it, and we're we're lucky to to have uh, other businesses that can not only uh, feed our families but fuel our companies. Uh, you know, we, 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 we take it in that way. If we had to live off this business, we would have definitely had to trim. We wouldn't be able to do the productions that we're doing. We wouldn't be able to put them free on YouTube uh, to get a, as large an audience as we can continue to be exposed to the product. So 
uh, that's a big factor. And, and, you know, it's, it's, uh, uh, you know, I bet a lot of promoters aren't in that situation. They, they, they want to turn in to make that fast dollar or, or, or to make some revenue stream steady, even if it's smaller, they just need it. Uh, we're, we're actually growing for a bigger picture. Amen. Chris. I, first and foremost, I want to ask obviously how you, you fell into the, the sport of uh, knuckle, but I have to ask about the ring. Um, when Don, you when you had a couple of fighters from the bare knuckle, um, I asked a question about the the trigon because it it really intrigues me. How did the the, the sort of the idea of that come about? And yeah, just explain how it came about and what the fighters feel when they're first time stepping in that kind of. So I'd say oddly shaped because I'm not used to seeing it. I'm used to a ring. I'm used to an octagon. You know, something sure. you know that's you know a lot of space. So what? What brought the process of having that type of ring? Well, it it, it started. Um, Dada had actually experimented with a triangle ring. He, for the most part, he did a square in the backyard. Most of the fights you see on on his YouTube from from back in the day are square ring. Towards the end, he did a triangle ring. It wasn't three equal sides. It was actually very pointed, uh, and he real tight, you know. And and I saw that in one of the videos. And as a company, you want to differentiate yourself, right? You want to have things that that make you stand out uh, because otherwise a ring is a ring is a ring. And, a, you know, two fighters in a ring or the, you know, you can put those two fighters in the same square ring in, a di in five different promotions and it's the same fight. So mm -hmm. what would differentiate ourselves uh, much like the UFC when they created their octagon and, 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 you know, patented trademarked and did their, their thing and it became a staple, right? You see that, you know, it's the UFC. Uh, even if they don't put their logo on it, you know, it's the UFC. Uh, so, uh, uh, you know, we wanted to do something like that. And, and I had seen that design from Dada, but I knew it wasn't going to work unless it was three equal sides. So we started just, you know, playing with that. And uh, uh, we came up with the dimensions that would work, you know, that give you just enough room to work, but no room to run. And that's what we, we try to pitch. Uh, and our fighters, when they at first, before they get step into the ring, you know, they're like, you know, intimidated because it's tight. Some guys love it because, hey, my guy's not going to be able to run. My opponent won't be able to run from me. I can, I can, you know, you know, use my body, push him into a corner and finish him quickly. They think that, but then once they get in there, you know, it's a different story. But, uh, but once they do step in there, they actually say, wow, it's bigger than I thought. It's, it's actually, I can move around in here and, and, uh, and I can get some work done. So, so, uh, you know, for us, it was to, to make us different. At, but at the same time, we realized once we did that, that the triangle ring uh, not only creates the smallest corners in combat sports or 60 degree corners, you can't get smaller than 60 degree corners without one of the corners being, you know, uh, an irregular shaped tri triangle. Uh, so it's the smallest uh, 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 corners in combat sports, uh, the smallest square footage also, but it does give them enough room to, to get some work done. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I just find it. I just find it intriguing. Um, you know, I started obviously more looking into this meeting Don and and, and sort of differentiating myself, not just watching MMA all the time. You know, 
um, you know, Bernacle is it, it, big over here, but not as big as most people think. So it's good that, you know, you, like you say, you've, you've got BKB over here and, and you're putting them together and making it like a, you know, it's like a super group really, isn't it? You know, for Bernacle. Yeah. And then, um, like I say, I'm going back to the Trigon and I saw that for the first time and I was just like, this is crazy. But I liked it because you know you you bring in like fantastic fights because people are having to go at you now because you know like you say in the octagon or ring you can you know run round circle circle and, and sort of get away from your opponent but in, in a triangle ring there isn't much manoeuvring of trying to you know completely circle out the way and trying to stay away from someone and that's why you obviously end up with such um, fantastic fights and some really brutal um, KOs in it um, but yeah I'm. It's it's great that you've differentiated yourself from other combat sports because now people like myself who are now looking into you know BYB and BKB, all immediately going into that and looking at that ring and going this intrigues me, and yeah, that's what pulls me in. Yeah, makes the fighters meet at the middle, right? You you they, they meet in the middle and 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 they fight in the middle because they know they can take a step back, they can take two steps sideways, but if they take more than that, they're going to end up, you know, into one of those tight corners. So the guys do end up, you know, usually meeting in the middle. We always tell the fighters, you know, never leave it in the hands of the judges, you know, uh, uh, because, you know, uh, judges sometimes don't get it right. And we've seen that, you know, most of our fights, like 90% of them finish uh, uh, by KO or knockout. Uh, but those ones that rare ones that end in the hands of the judges, uh, you never know. You know, uh, we had a fight, our championship fight uh, in Mississippi, uh, could have easily gone to the hometown girl. And in my, when I got into the ring before they announced the decision, I didn't know what the decision was. Uh, I was under the impression that the hometown girl was going to get the win. Uh, I think she did enough. I think Patty wasn't as sharp as she normally was. And uh, uh, Monica Medina had done enough to earn the victory. And then you put in hometown judges. It's a no-brainer, right? And then uh, yeah. it came back split decision against her. Uh, you know, I was, I was surprised. So, you know, same thing. We're, we're going to run that fight back and, and we tell everybody, if you leave it to the judges, that's what you can get. You know, that's what you can get. I know on the UK side, we had Tegan, uh, uh, uh fight, uh, Tegan Dooley fought somebody in, in uh, BKB. It went the distance and he, as the visitor got the split decision, uh, yeah. which was also, I expected, I, I thought it was a good fight. I thought he had done enough. Uh, to win the fight, but I figured, eh, hometown judge, uh, they're going to give it to, you know, the hometown guy, and it was a split decision in his favor. So, you know, this last fight, I don't know if you saw BKB uh, uh, 26, yeah. Holmes and Chad Kelly, was a seven-round war, no knockdowns. They just went at it continuously. I think uh, Holmes had the first few rounds. Kelly came on strong, and, and, and Holmes got gassed at the end. I was surprised uh, Holmes was still on his feet, to be honest with you. And that ended up with a draw, which I don't think anybody in the room was unpleased with, because when when two guys go at it that hard, it's 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 hard to say there was a loser of that fight. So you know, even though both guys would have liked to have walked away with the the win, even the audience didn't boo when they said draw. You know, so that's that's when you know that they got that one right. I I, I think, but we're gonna run that one back too because that that was a great fight for an international belt, and it ends in a draw. Imagine that. Yeah, you know, see, that's that's the lovely thing about this, man. I, I, because I'm enthralled in bare knuckle, and a lot of people say, Don, are you are you going to bare knuckle? It, it's just, 
This is one of the few promotions, your promotion. I've already dealt with BKB in the past, you know, as far as interviewing and things like this. But that was the, the tone that was set this week was they don't want to see that belt on a plane coming to the United States. The United, United States wants to see that belt come here. And, but that's the tremendous thing. Not only did two promotions come together on a handshake, but now it's created this certain thickness in the air, this third ambition with these fighters. Who can create this? Who can bring this home? Who can accomplish this? And it, it's created a, a friendly rivalry, which is unremarkable in the, these days and times in this sport. You know, Mike, I want to take you back to Biloxi, Mississippi. Mm -hmm. You know, I had... Uh, Laurent T. Smash Nelson, who you just signed to a multi-fight contract. Uh, hey, my brother from Canada. What's up, bro? Uh, tremendous signing, by the way, because he was the XFN champion, been, been in the sport a long time, put on a hell of a war. Mm -hmm. But when he was on my show, he said, brother, I, I saw the Trigon when I walked in. It kind of intimidated me. He said, I got into it. And he said, it's bigger than it looked. He goes, but I'll tell you what, you back up into those corners and the only way you're going to get out is to fight your way out. Yeah. And he said, those corners are so deep, but the whole event was like clockwork. You know, even though, like you said, you know, don't let it go to the judges. You know, I remember a fight that I, I shot with Beth Cohea and Marion Renault in Brazil. And Beth lost the fight in my eyes and everybody's eyes, but because it went to the judges and you're in Brazil, she got the win over Mar Marion Renault. And that's just really uh so first and foremost, as a promoter, and you got one of the best matchmakers in the business in Mel Venezuela. So I think it's proper. I think it's righteous for this promotion to run these back because, Chris, they were truly wars, bro. I mean, I don't know if you got to see the event, but they, neither one of these girls gave an inch. They, and that's the one thing I like about what the, the Trigon creates. Like you said, it, it creates a war. There, there's no reason. I mean, you sign up to want to fight. But you step in the Trigon and you got to fight. <laughs> there, there's no other way around it. You know, so, Mike, you look at Biloxi. That was your 10th show. Mm -hmm. the, the world is starting to take BYB to heart. They're starting to say it's, it's one of the best growing promotions in this aspect of the sport. I have to agree with them. You know, I, I'm not a yes man. I, I you know, I, I call it like I see it. I don't care if anybody likes me or dislikes me because you don't pay my bills and you don't live underneath my roof. So I can really give two craps about what anybody thinks about me, you know, but mm -hmm. what you created was tremendous. And see, I want people, you already know this story, but I want to, I, I kind of want to share it with the people of the UK because I want people to understand you a little bit better. You know, you didn't have to do this. You didn't have to create BYB. You know, you had NASCAR Mexico. You're the fourth largest tobacco distributor in the world. And you've got other things going for you. You're, you're a successful man. 
But you went to a brother of mine that I met through Kimbo Slice many, many years ago. And that being Dada. And you helped him bring his dream to the forefront. Now, I know the behind-the-scenes story, and I know your, your retributes and, and aspects that played in this, this a prevalent role in this story. But let the people of the United Kingdom and the world understand that moment between you and, and Dada 5000 and what led to today. Well, um, it, it ties back to my time in NASCAR Mexico, uh, where I, I, I actually... Before there was a NASCAR Mexico, I went to NASCAR about their international growth, uh, which they had been focusing on Japan and doing events over there. Uh, so I, I showed them that there was a huge market in Mexico uh, that already buy American vehicles, most you know a lot of trucks and Chevy and Ford has plants there. Uh, and there's also you know a couple 20, 30 million Mexicans here in the United States. So why they were why were they wasting their time and energy trying to market in Japan where there's high tariffs on American cars? Most people don't even have them when they had that audience right here just south of our border. So uh, I, I started working with NASCAR to develop NASCAR Mexico, and that grew uh, uh, significantly. It became the number one series in Latin America. Um, and through that process and living here in Miami, uh, over the years, I had run into the celebrity, uh, you know, singer Pitbull, who was a local guy here. Of course, Mr. 305, before he became Mr. Worldwide, Mr. 305. Uh, so I hung out with him a few times over the years here in the United States, in, in South Florida, I should say. Uh, run into him at a party or at a bar or this or that. Over the years, we became friendly. And in 2008, I was, uh, 2008, I think it was 2008, I was actually in Mexico City. I had missed the flight. Uh, because we had parted a little too hard the night before and uh, was diverted to another airport. And I'm just hanging out, waiting for my flight. And sitting right across from me is a guy that looked identical to Pitbull, all by himself, just identical to Pitbull. And I'm sitting there hungover going, nah, this can't be, you know, Mexico City by himself. And uh, a couple stewardesses ran over and asked him, uh, you know, for a picture. And he got up and he took their picture and he sat back down and I looked at him and he knew me as NASCAR Mike. So I'm like, Armando? And he looks up and I says, you know, it's, it's NASCAR Mike. So we're like, oh, geez, we started talking again <laughs> and whatnot. He had since changed his number. So I didn't have, we didn't have our new contact information and we exchanged information. And that week he called me to let's go have dinner. And, and we started hanging out and uh, I met, uh, Jose Series, who's uh, my partner in, in BYB, uh, he worked with Pitbull. He was part of his uh, uh, marketing and uh, team and, and whatnot, new product development and, and, and marketing. Uh, 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 so uh, we hit it off. And uh, uh, the more, you know, we did some stuff for Pitbull in Mexico and NASCAR and NASCAR. And he helped us with our team in, in NASCAR as well. So he knew about my NASCAR Mexico relationships. And, and one day out of the blue, Jose calls me and says, hey, I got something I want to show you. You know, maybe it's for you. Maybe it's not. Uh, so he came to my office and he showed me some of Dada's, you know, backyard fights. And I said, yeah, I've seen these. You know, these are awesome. You know, what's what's the what's the gist of it? And he says, well, basically, they're shut down now. Uh, the state of Florida clamped down finally and they're, they're, they can't do any more events in the backyard or people are going to start going to jail and you know uh, uh so uh 
would you would you be interested in in, in trying to work on this? So I said, you know, listen, I, I I think it's gritty. I think it's a diamond in the rough. Obviously, it needs to be polished quite a bit, but I love it. I go, the only real thing I need to do is I need to meet Dada. You know, I mean, I, I don't do business with just anybody, you know, and like I said, a lot of our deals are just handshake deals. And so yeah. I need to see what this guy's about and, and uh, you know, do we do we sink, you know, for business? Because, uh, you know, you just see videos and you see a guy there, you know, in the middle of the backyard with a bunch of people pounding on each other. You're like, well, you know, can we get along? I mean, we, we both love the same thing, but can we get along? So uh, we set up a dinner uh, here at a place called Monty's on the Bay in Coconut Grove. Uh, you know, late afternoon, uh, you know, sat around. We ate a plate of shrimp. I mean, it was a huge plate like this. When that one was finished, he ordered another one. And, and we sat there literally for hours uh, getting to know each other, uh, talking about the ring. And, and I can tell you that very night, we drew our logo, as you see it there, uh, on a paper. I wish I had it. I think Pepe might have it. Jose might have it. But uh, we drew the logo. You know, we said we're going to go with a triangle ring. We discussed, you know, the differentiation. Uh, we didn't have the exact footage yet, but we knew it was going to be a triangle ring, three equal sides. And, uh, and we hit it off great. So from that day, that was actually October of uh, 2014. Uh, by November, we had graphic artists already doing our logos. We had our trademarks start uh, getting going into place, uh, trademarks and copyright our logos. We had incorporated our company. We started all the foundation of, of, of building a company. And then we started planning our first event, uh, which was supposed to be on a cruise ship, believe it or not. And we had a contract uh, with a, a cruise line that left Miami, and we were uh, uh, going to put our ring on the top deck of the cruise ship and have fights on the cruise ship as it was on its way to the Bahamas. Uh, spend two days in the Bahamas and then have fights on the way back. Because at that time in 2015, Baranopa was not legal anywhere, had to be uh, uh, on sovereign land, but none of the, the uh, native properties were really, you know, interested in doing anything uh, of that sort yet or on international waters. So we actually went the international waters route. We, we licensed or we trademarked a BYB battleship. <clears throat> the fight's actually available on our YouTube channel and you'll see a little battleship logo on there and all that. Um, so that was our, our first event, our first foray in combat sports and immediately after that that was actually timed with the release of the movie dogfight one uh you know that was number one on netflix for like eight weeks in a row uh based on the movie based on that fight uh we got contacted uh by bellator about uh you know the possibility of of dada and kimbo fighting i'm victoria cash thanks for calling the lucky land hotline if you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Um... So that uh, is how, you know, we kind of stopped BYB for the moment to focus on that opportunity for Dada. Uh, and and uh, that happened uh, in 2016, of course, in February. But that conversation started in, 
end of October, really. End of October, I think beginning of November, they asked us to come to an event in St. Louis where Dada walked out of behind the stage, you know, as uh, the surprise opponent for Kimbo at Bellator 148. And, and you know, everybody remembers that fight. It was actually the number one fight for Bellator. Uh, we were the co-main event with Horse Race Gracie and uh, Shamrock. But viewership peaked at the Dada Kimbo fight. Uh, all the social media was record for Bellator. Uh, you know, it was a huge fight. And unfortunately, you know, both men were, were really gave sacrificed themselves of themselves uh, during that fight. And, and you know, Dada uh, unfortunately fell in the third round on his own potassium buildup poisoning from his, you know, unfortunate big cut, a uh, weight cut. He went from over 305 pounds to 265 in three months. Um which is not easy for a big fellow like that. That's, uh, you know, that's been that weight and was used to carrying that weight around. And uh, unfortunately, you know, that sharp weight cut, you know, affected him. And then of course, Kimbo passed away just maybe a month or two after the fight uh, as well. And he needed it. He was taken out of the venue in a wheelchair from, from same thing over exhaustion. You know, I, I, I know some people will, you know, uh, say it was the worst MMA fight ever or whatever, but it wasn't supposed to be an MMA fight. It was supposed to be a brawl by two street fighters. And, uh, uh, you know, and that's what it was for a few moments throughout. But, you know, the referee on that, that event was Big John. Uh, in the first round, Dada came out and uh, he physically was bigger than Kimbo. You know, he was, I think he outweighed him by 30 pounds. So he went to put his weight on him and, and, and threw a kick and took Kimbo to the fence and was elbowing. And when Kimbo, obviously knowing that the ground game was his, you know, better, he was going to have better ground game than Dada, took Dada to the ground. But we had worked with Dada on his ground game as well. And, and one of his go-to moves, because he is such a big and strong guy, was basically wrap Kimbo up, keep him close to you, and don't let him get off on you. If you go to the ground, hold them, and if there's no action, what does a referee do? He stands you up, you know? So that was the game plan. And if you look at round one, Dada comes out, same thing. In my opinion, and you, you can hear the boos, uh, and I was one of those, you know, booing uh, the referee. He left them on the ground for two and a half minutes doing nothing. Just Dada holding on to Kimbo, Kimbo being squeezed by Dada. I think that gassed them. If they would have stood up right away and got back to swinging, you know, again, nobody even thought that fight was going to get out of the first round. Everybody was saying, oh, Dada's going to get knocked out in a round. You know, Kimbo's too good. Or It went three rounds. It went three rounds. And at one point, you know, Kimbo was on all fours and Dada was over him. And he just, he's hitting him with the back of his hand because he, he couldn't even make a fist. Of uh, that's when when the referee stands him up, and Dada leans against the cage. Kimbo throws a couple punches. Dada throws a couple punches, and in one of those, he goes forward, and he falls down. He face plants on the mat, and that's where he broke his orbital bone. Was when he landed on the mat, and he was done. It wasn't even a punch that got him. It was his body just depleted. But uh, you know, it was just uh, uh, it could have been a big night for Dada uh, uh, if he would have been able to close that win on Kimbo. Got on the world scene that way. But it wasn't in the cards. Things are meant to happen for a reason, you know, uh, uh, you know, for whatever reason, I don't know. But uh, I, I still think, you know, those two guys were warriors. They put it out there and, and uh, it, it, 
It, it should have been more of a brawl than uh, an, a regular MMA match. And just uh, the referee, you know, let it go that way. I'm, I'm sorry for shedding a tear. I mean, to the people in the UK, if you don't know, I was Kimbo Slice's photographer for his last 11, 12 fights. I was there at the night that Mike's speaking of. Um, those two men created this sport. You know, those two men respected each other. And, you know, it was just recently the anniversary of Kimbo's death. And it plays heavy in my heart because if you know me, I don't give two shits about me. I give 110% about every fighter. I I don't care if I like you or not. I'm going to protect every fighter. And being able to be in Biloxi and sit down with Dada and and have a conversation. It was beautiful, you know, to be able to to share our thoughts, our processes, and our moments and our attributes towards what we we feel was a great man in Kimbo Slice. But I want the world to know that Dada was just as much as prevalent in creating Bare Knuckle as Kimbo was. You know, Kimbo gets a lot of the praise. But Dada was there just as long, put in just as much work, and fought just as hard. But see, the beautiful thing that nobody in this world knows, you see what you see on TV, and and you see what you see in interviews, but you take these two men to the side, and what you find are two of the most gentle, kind-hearted giants Mm -hmm. that you will ever freaking meet. I mean... Dada's just a big teddy bear, you know, and and it's like, I'm glad that this correlated for you, Mike, because it it gave hope to a man. It, it rebuilt a sport from the backyard that was taken away, and you're doing it right. You know, it, it's just like, like I said before, and I'll say it again, I, I don't think this was a plan by design by human intervention i think this was a plan to, by design by a greater a greater cause and a greater purpose and uh, i think all of you from benny ricardo to claudia trejo to mike goldberg to just everybody that's encapsulated in this organization are just some of the most humble but yet the biggest names in the sport and I think this promotion was meant to be from start to where it's at now. I mean, there's no denying it. I mean, I will admit I'm one of the biggest assholes in this sport. If you if you mess with the fighters, I will rip your balls off and shove them down your throat. And, and I'm not afraid to say so. But I love what you guys are doing, bro. And I know it's supposed to be Chris's show, so I'm going to let him have the mic. But... Uh, I just want people to know that you're just not some promoter coming up here blowing smoke up everybody's ass. You genuinely care. You genuinely are the real freaking deal. And I think the world needs to know it. I really do. And it's not just you. When I say you, I mean from you to your partner to everybody that's a part of this organization. It's the culture that we want to, to, to permeate. Uh, you know, uh, throughout the organization, throughout the uh, 
you know, for example, when when we hired uh, 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 Pauly, you know, Malnagi, uh, and you know, uh, first thing I told him is, you know, I want you to be yourself. Same thing with Mike and Benny. I want you guys to enjoy what you're doing. I don't want you to sugarcoat it. I don't want you to be yes men, company men. I mean, we've all seen promotions, events, whether it's fighting, whether it's something else, where the commentators are telling you what what a great product you're seeing. Meanwhile, you know it's garbage, <laughs> you know, and, 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 uh, and it could be a team. It could be a, a, a an individual, a fighter. It could be anything, you know, that's just not going right, but they're telling you what a great fight it is. And if it's not a great fight, say it's not a great fight. You know, I want people at home to to feel that they're getting – 100% what Paulie is thinking, what Mike is thinking. That's what, that's, those are the experienced people that, that know the ins and outs of everything. And, and we want their knowledge to go through. So, you know, have there been fights where, you know, Paulie giggles and says, says, uh, this guy's footwork isn't right. Look at it, you know, he, he, this guy's going to get clobbered and, you know, and, and boom, it happens, you know, because of his experience, you know. So, hey, Paulie, if it's, if it's wonderful, say so. If it's not, and they look at me and they, they smile. They enjoy that freedom because, you know, in a lot of places, I mean, Paulie's going to be Paulie anyways, you know, sometimes they'll get him in trouble, I guess, sir. But I told him it's not going to get you in trouble here. We don't believe that. We want people to, we want you guys to have fun because it goes through the camera and it comes to the people at home and it makes you at home feel like you're that fourth man at that desk, right? That you're just having a conversation, that they're having a conversation, a private conversation that they're including you on, right? So that's kind of that's kind of the feel we want for the product. We want the people at home to say, these guys didn't hold any punches. You know, yeah, that guy's footwork was great. Yeah, this guy has skill. Yeah, that guy maybe not so much. Back to the drawing board. Uh, you know, so uh, you know that's that's kind of the the real uh, um, thought process that we want to go through to the people at home. That's dope, Chris. Do you want to read this out, Doug? It says, I'm really enjoying this show. Never a dull moment on a BYB card. <laughs> That's my boy, Nate Ran, a boxer from California and also a professional photographer. He's actually at Julio Cesar Chavez's house right now. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. Mike, how about a good boxer? I don't know. Just be quiet. Um, <laughs> I I want to go back to the cruise ship. Um, that's just a, a crazy idea. Um, and you know, if you do it again, I, I'd like a ticket, please. Because if I get off this shitty, boring, cold ass country and go somewhere a bit warm, I need a ticket, please. But how did that idea come about? Like, did you envision when you're sitting there, you're in your office or your home, or and you? People, are, you've got the guys around you and you're discussing this idea. Is 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 this like you think sometimes this is a bit mad, or it's like ah oh, fuck it, just just go go for golden, just just do it. Oh yeah, no, I mean absolutely. I'm, I'm listen. You don't know what you you don't know what you can do unless you try, right? And and when I said NASCAR Mexico, and I went to Mexico for the first time to pitch NASCAR Mexico, I got laughed at. You know eight out of nine eight, you know places i went to oh nascar oh that's for the gringos oh no no we like open wheel oh no 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 so i mean but then look at it today you know so the same thing i mean for for me it really clicked for me not only was it gritty not only was it exciting you know not only was it different 
Uh, I thought there was a younger audience, uh, uh, and you know, it's been a few years. I'm not that young anymore, but a younger audience that wasn't coming on to boxing anymore. Uh, a younger audience that maybe you know, like I, I love MMA, but at the same time, uh, even though I used to wrestle in high school, and I can appreciate some of the wrestling and the jujitsu that's involved and in, in the grappling and all that. Everybody likes to see the striking. You know, that's that's what people like to see. They like, you know, you you want to see a knockout more than you want to see a submission uh, unless you're neck deep into jujitsu, you know, and then you love a, a nice, clean submission, which, like I said, they're great. But the majority of the audience. Right. So if you want to pull and grow a fan base and much like we had to in NASCAR, Mexico, we had to grow a fan base and create a new one. Uh, you want to uh, uh, get what's most attractive to the fan base right in nascar it's the accidents i mean that's what it is it's the accidents it's the cars catching you know uh, it's spinning and, and and whatnot and in combat sports it's the knockouts so you know it goes back to boxing when are fans on their toe toe to toe you know or, or on their uh, feet when the fighters are engaged toe to toe right once they get their hugging and the referee splits them apart that they're back in the middle of the ring that's when people get back on their feet because they're going to slug it out in mma Two guys are on the ground, and they're they've been there for forty five seconds, a minute, two minutes, whatever it is. When the referee says, "All right, get up," what do the fans do? They 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 cheer because they're back to toe to toe. So that's kind of the the uh, the the feel that we wanted to you know to, to to the vibe that we wanted to put. The other thing is with smartphones, you know, in the last two decades, our attention span has gone to nothing. Right. Mm -hmm. it, it, I mean, we're, we're easily distracted. A tweet, a uh, text can take us off of what we were fully concentrated on to something else before, you know, it. five minutes later, you forgot what you were focused on because so it's just that, that nature. So, you know, 10, 12 round fights where boxers are trying to pad their records, protect their records. So they're not going for the knockouts. They're going for the touches. They're going to win rounds, right? So they're looking to win rounds. Uh, you see it even in open scoring. When a fighter knows, hey, I'm up four rounds to, you know, or six rounds to three, it's the 10th round. There's no way he can beat me. They just run around because they know that they're going to win the decision. Why risk getting caught, right, with a, a, a knockout punch or something? So – that's kind of what we wanted to do was eliminate all that and 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 force the action and get the the results back in the hands of the fighters. So time span, you know, the, the 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 we wanted shorter fights that produced more knockouts. And the ring has something to do with that. The bare knuckle has something to do with that. Uh, in an era like football, you know, the quarterback you can't even touch a quarterback here. American football, I should say. Uh, you know, yeah. everybody's protected now. The running backs, you know, you, they, they can't lower their head. You can't hit a receiver when he's stretched out for a ball. All the stuff that made football great, <laughs> you know, you, you can't do it anymore. Here in, in, in your football, soccer, children under, I, I, I hate to say it's 16 or 14 or 12, one of those ages, they're not allowed to head the ball because they don't That's want right, kids. Yeah. That's Right. Yeah. So, but then also, but you're also right with that though, because in professional football over in the UK, you can't tackle like you would do back in the 90s, 80s to a, a, any player. Now they've, you know, they've calmed that down as well. Yeah. So in an era where everybody's looking at protecting the athlete, right, protecting the head from concussion, 
whether it's in baseball where now they have to wear these batting, uh, you know, helmets that are much bigger than the old school. In the old time, they just used to have a regular plastic cap. Now they got the ear protected and all that stuff. Uh, football, the hel- the pads, the helmets are getting more padding. You, the rules are getting children's soccer. All that has changed. But combat sports continues to allow to pad the hands with 8, 10, 12, 14, 16 ounces, whatever it is, so they can hit the head more often. And that's what we're like, doesn't make sense to me. Let's go back. Let's go back to the origins of the sport, even the origins of the UFC where it was Paranople, where you can't throw as many punches to the head. They have to be really sharp punches. You can't be throwing wild punches. It's got to be more of a tactical fight. I mean, you can, but you run the risk of hurting your hand if you're just throwing wild punches. Paranople is all about being tight, straight shots, just stunning your stunning your opponent and then coming in for the you know the quote unquote kill uh, yeah. you know so that's <clears throat> kind of what we were we were trying to do is and we've been showing it we work with boxing commissions and we work with you know the, even the British Medical Association uh, a, a few decades ago put out a study where it said yeah because it's less punches thrown with less force for less rounds less minutes and a less total number of punches bare knuckle is safer than regular boxing you know uh doctor what is this uh, love one of the big uh, uh fight doctors here in the states uh said the same thing now he added a caveat saying well we don't know about the internal damages for body shots so he's being politically correct for the you know you know face it boxing promoters didn't like it when mma came around right because it took a lot of fans in that it took revenue Took revenue. Here come yeah. bare knuckle guys. You know now boxing or MMA, they don't want us around because now the pie gets further split. What we're trying to do is grow the pie, right? So it's it's a bigger pie. There's more fans involved. Fans that maybe didn't like MMA, there are going to be crossover fans in every direction. But maybe we can work together to grow the pie instead of fight over the existing pie. And that's that's something that we did in Mexico with NASCAR. We actually made a pie, you know, and, and grew that pie so that everybody could participate. Mike, what my, my, my last synopsis of the show, and then I'll let Chris finish up, is what you're trying to do is not go to war with anybody, but create a sport where everybody can sit down, whether what no matter what genre, create an aspect of where everybody can sit at the same table and eat the same amount of food. You're not trying to displace anybody from the sport you're helping grow the sport and you want everybody to come together and everybody benefit from it. Sure. And see, that, that's a selfless individual. Uh, you know, my last statement before I let Chris kind of go and do his thing was, I, I know you've seen my snippets lately that I, that I've let out. And one of the most beautiful people that you have that work for you is big Serge Estrada. I took sure. him from the field where he was a combat medic where he always had death around his life from a young childhood. And now he calls the fighters, his, his warriors, his troops. It's a man that genuinely cares about his fighters. This is a man that was cut man of the year for the last four years straight. What you are doing, you're, you're cherry picking. And you're picking the greatest aspects of all genres of the sport. And you're correlating one of the greatest teams that any other promotion has ever done. 
And that's a beautiful thing because the relevance that you're going to leave, the mark that you're going to leave on history for what BYB is doing for these fighters is second to none. And I'm not kissing your ass because if you were screwing up, I, I would tell you you were screwing up. Sure. But you know what? You're a tremendous man. And your thought processes are tremendous. You continue to do what you're doing, brother, because the world needs more. I'm not going to say Mike Vasquez's because it's a team. It, it, every At the end of the night, it takes everybody from across the pond and from here to make everything happen. Keep creating greatness, my brother, because like I said, after 37 years in the business, I, I can't find a thing you've done wrong. I've never heard a bad word about you. And, and that's a rarity in itself in this sport. So you're obviously doing something right. So with that being said, hey, brother, it's always an honor and a privilege for me to to get to talk to you, even though I can on the daily, but I'm going to let this, this young talented bloke from the UK wrap up the show and, uh, get six minutes left, bro. You better, you better make your money's worth. Cheers. Just, just pile on the pressure for me, please. Thanks. <laughs> I still want that cruise though, Mike, please make that happen again. Um, I wanted to quickly now before obviously we wrap up is how did, yourself and bkb came about and how did it come about sorry how was it was it something that you knew about them before or did you know the people that were involved with bkb for, for you to obviously to come together with byb well you know what it, it when we started we actually uh spoke with the other bare knuckle company here in the states uh that was also just trying to get we tried to work together with them uh, to grow the sport and figure it's a big country. It's a big state of Florida. There's several other states. There's a big calendar. We can work together, you know, rotating dates and, 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 and whatnot and opening. I can work on uh, governments in certain states. He can work on governments in other states and we can work together. Uh, that was the plan. That was the conversation. Uh, unfortunately, um, uh, the backstabbing happened really early. Uh, and we learned uh, that certain people can't be dealt with. At that early time, I had seen that BKB had had some conversations or was doing something, was trying to get something going with this group here in the States as well. So I kind of stayed at a distance. I watched what they were doing. I loved what they were doing. I figured what they're doing in the UK is only going to help it open up in other countries as well. Uh, but over the course, I think it was in uh, under covid uh, uh, you know, when, when they had to stop their shows and we stopped our shows for a little bit of time, we just started uh, chit-chatting uh, a little bit on, on uh, uh, social media, uh, you know, message each other, got to know each other, speak a little bit, and, and uh, uh, you know, just got to know the guys and, and saw that we were they were like-minded, same thing. They weren't living off this. They were just trying to build. Uh, we had, you know, a lot of things in common. And uh, uh, we said, hey, you know, let's – Let's try this out. Send me one or two of your guys. I'll send you one or two of my guys. And let's see how this, you know, this works out. It should be fun. should be exciting. You know, in an ideal world, uh, you know, you'll get your wins. We'll get our wins. And, 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 and you know, let the best fighters, you know, develop. It's only going to improve our fighter quality and, and, and grow the fighter pool. It rewards the fighters as well because we got our guys. Some of our guys have never left the country. 
You know, some of your guys have never left the country. So now they're traveling to Miami or Tampa or Biloxi or, or somewhere to, 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 you know, to fight internationally in front of a, a, a rival. And our guys, you know, flying to the UK and, and spending a week in London and, and, and you know, and hearing uh, uh, Sweet Caroline and, and all the beautiful things. Yeah. That, yeah. That, yeah. That, you know, so so it, it's it, the fighters love it. I've been to uh, already three events, uh, BKB events. I'll be back in our next event. You know, we're, we're having a BYB event, so we're, we're taking our Trigon to the UK uh, on October 16th. We'll have those tickets. There you go. We'll have those tickets on sale probably in the next week or 10 days. And uh, and we've just continued to grow. They're going to bring uh, their ring over here uh, for a show. It's uh, We've got a few dates panned out in early 2023. And we'll be making that announcement as well. So it's just going to continue to grow. Now we got world championship fights between both organizations. And I think it's a great way to get back to the fighters and the fans. And yeah. Joe and I are having a great time doing it. The reason I, I brought this out, I don't know if you all can see that. Mike has. This is signed by everybody on the BKB, I mean, BYB staff. And uh, it was a treasured moment, Mike. It was a treasured moment. You know, I got to sit right next to Paulie Malinaji, <laughs> Benny, Goldberg, and uh, it, it was a beautiful moment to have Benny go, Paulie, you know this guy is a fucking warrior. He's been through 246 surgeries. He says, I don't want to hear you complain anymore. Take our fucking picture. <laughs> and the thing about it is you talk about Paulie. You know, and Bill Clancy was telling me this the other day. We were, we were kind of chatting up about it. But you got to think where Paulie's from. Not only does he have a boxing persona because he was great in boxing, but he's from New York. He's got that J Jamaican Queens kind of kind of attitude. And what I'm getting at, Chris, is he. There's certain people like us. We don't we don't mean to get up in your feelings, but we're black yeah. and white. And we tell it exactly how it is, and we're not going to sugarcoat it. Paulie is exactly that type of guy, but he has the heart of a million people. And, and you and you really got to get to know him to understand this. You know, it might seem like a certain kind of quirky arrogance, but that's just Paulie. But if you get to know the man, mm -hmm. then you'll absolutely love the man. And Benny, with his jokes, oh, my God. <laughs> that, that guy but i just love everything about your staff dude because well he tries all his material on us because you know he's he's uh, benny is is uh you know what do you call a renaissance man right so he's he's a boxing broadcaster he does football games uh uh he's a, a inventor investor and he also does stand-up comedy so, uh, you know, Benny will be hitting me with jokes all the time. You know, like he tries his material out on us because he knows that we're going to give him an honest, you know, honest feedback. And we laugh if it's funny. If we don't find it, we go, oh, Benny. You know, but most of the time he he, he cracks us up. But uh, you know, absolutely. And Paulie, you know, like you said, Paulie's the real deal. All our people, you know, it goes back to the truth you'll never forget. A lie, you'll be thinking, what did I tell this person? You know, what, what, what did I, what, what, you know, what's the story, you know? So if you come out with the truth, it's sometimes it's pretty, sometimes it's not, you know, uh, you know, but uh, that's, that's what we're about. Hey, my grandfather always told me, if you tell the truth, you don't have to remember the lie. And Chris took, Chris took away a comment and it's from a young fighter, but he said, that's what, 
He said, there is not one ounce of bullshit with Don McGuire. Yeah. You know, I, and I don't care if I get all up in your feelings. I, I, I really don't. You know, if, if you don't want to know the truth, don't don't freaking ask me. You'd be treasured. You'd be you'd be treasured over here in the UK because that's all we all as Brits do to each other is get up in each other's feelings. <laughs> in, in, in my house, it's, it's, it's my house the same. I um, mean, you know, I've got two girls and a boy. Um, if my Lily is my is who's ten, um, if she's a bit she's sweet. She hasn't got the gist of banter yet. But when she starts to get like, I don't like this. Uh, it's getting a bit upset. Like, hey, you got a sink or swim in this house with banter. You said you know you have to go with it and then give it back as well, but you know I, that's what I like, like what I like about you, Don, as well, though, because this is what me and you do on a regular basis is giving each other shit, and you know, <laughs> I, I that's, that's what us Brits do, and I, I'm you know I, I love getting up in someone's feelings and then watching them deteriorate sometimes. I'm like oh, it's a joke, you know. See, it's Mike, one some... thing you'll understand. I'm sorry, Chris, but Mike, one thing you'll understand is I, I'm I'm very well acclaimed over in the UK. And the running joke is, even though I'm American Indian and Irish, I, I, I'm, I'm not American. I, I actually am British because uh, I, I really am. I, I can hang with the best of the people in the UK. And that's one thing that I really love about the UK people is they tell it exactly how it is and they will get all up in your feelings and let you know. They don't give two shits about your feelings. Yeah. And being in this industry for 37 years, people don't realize it. I started working for the mob. And who are you going to cry to? You know, it's just suck it up and do what the hell you're supposed to do. And then it transitioned into where women were running this sport. And now I got to deal with a bunch of skinny leg jean pant wearing 35, 36 year old people running this damn business. And I, brother, I'll be damned <laughs> if, if I'm going to let these little liberalites tell me what the hell. I'm supposed to say and think when they can't even tell me the definition of a woman, you know, that, that just freaking pisses me off. You know, and I don't mean to make you choke, bro, but on the real, it, well, it's the truth, man. One thing you got to understand, you're, you're prime minister. I ain't even going to, I ain't even going to start cracking on him, bro, because I love the people of the UK, but say no more. Our president can't even ride a freaking bike. And that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Yeah, a pair of Muppets running both countries. Right, on that note, Mike, um, it's a pleasure to met, to have met you, to get my words out here. Um, appreciate you giving us your time because I know you're a busy, busy man. Um, I look forward to the future of BYB, especially over here in the UK. And fingers crossed you can get up here in Northway, you know, Liverpool, Manchester, because there are massive fight fans up there. Is there anything you'd like to say before you go? Anything you'd like to plug or anything? I mean, I appreciate you guys and, and the opportunity to get, you know, information on BYB out there for, for everybody. I'd say if you haven't seen what we're about, you know, if you go to our YouTube channel, very easy, BYB Extreme, you can see all our, our events there. You can search. Our Great. last event was BYB 10, <clears throat> that all our shows, BYB 9, 8, mm. 7. They've all uh, they've all been exciting shows, and I and Mel has a hard task because every show's been better than the last. Uh, so you know it, it's uh, he's got to keep surprising us. But we we do have another card coming in August twenty seventh here in Doral. We'll be in uh, London at the O2 Indigo on uh, October sixteenth, and back to Florida in Tampa on November nineteenth. Uh, but in the meantime, tune in to BKB twenty seven on July twenty third. 
Uh, we're going to be uh, uh, having a couple of our fighters over there for that event and uh, and having a good time in the UK. And let me know. We'll send a train, uh, train ticket for you. and You can come into October to the October show. We'd love to meet you in person. That would be fantastic, Mike. I'd love to do that, mate. We'll keep it hey, Mike, Mike, I want a hat for my birthday. My birthday's the 23rd. I want that BKB hat, bro. All right. I'll bring one back for you. I'll bring All right. One back. I'll see you in Doral, brother. All right. I'll see you in Doral. Love you, man. God Thank bless you, you brother. You. Take you. it easy, Mike. All right. Same to you guys. Thank you. Bye. See you, mate. Told you, man, he's a tremendous man. I, Even though I, did, um, I didn't let you talk at all. <laughs> no, you see, I no, because again, you're saying this, but I, I, I get him what I want to ask, and then I listen, and you know, again, this is someone you know already, so I'm, I'm taking things in. So you know, the next time we get the likes of Mike Vasquez or Nate White or you know Ken Shamrock in, I ask more questions because I know more. Let's see if I can bring this in a little bit closer. I mean, there's Dada 5000, there's Mike, Mike Goldberg, uh, Pauli Malinaji, Claudia Trejo. I mean, the list just goes on and on and on. Benny, Ricardo, look him up. Uh, tremendous, tremendous, tremendous organization. And Right. Yeah, talk come. I was just saying it, it. It's just beautiful, bro. But the thing of it is, I know it's late for you. I know you got to work tomorrow. Lovely. But with that Four being said, yeah. With that being said, you're you're always number one in my book. Hi. <laughs> we are number one, though, John. Don't forget that. Oh no, you're number one. I, bro. We're see. Both, we're both. Both of us. No, no, no. See, here, let's just clarify this. I don't care if Allison gets mad at you or not. Here, let's just clarify this real quick. All I did was show you what you already had inside. Did I bring guests to your show? Yes. Yeah. Did, did you interview? Yes. So, in reality, all I did was help a brother up, give him a nudge, add a couple guests to your show. But you're the one that interviewed him. You're the one that did the job. So, mate, I'm not like all these other sons of bitches that want to take credit for for See everything. This, your mate, Nate, your mate Nate Redders wrote, "You look like Simon Pe Simon Pegg and Billy Bob Fulton did doing a podcast." <laughs> <laughs> he he does that shit to me on purpose. I'll tell you real quick. There was a gay cop in Oklahoma who pulled me over and was sitting there going. You know, did anybody ever tell you you look like Billy Bob Thor? Uh, get the fuck off me, you. But I I'll never hear the end of it. That my balls were busted all that weekend. They've been busted ever since. But the thing of it is, you deserve all the credit, bro. I did nothing but make you believe in yourself. That's the God's honest truth. I didn't have to fucking take the time to do the podcast with you. I didn't have to take the time. But... I saw something in you when you had Liam on. And both you and your, your other host reached out to me. I only reached back to you because I believed in you. You're a Appreciate tremendous you. young man at what you do. You've got a long, long future ahead of you. You are the future of the sport. With that being said. That. Yeah. The truth. Right, with well, that being said, follow the Fighter's Voice with Don McGuire. Definitely. Follow Big Fight Weekly. 
you can catch me here and you can catch me there, but you can catch us everywhere. With that, that being is said, true. We'll see you soon. Take it easy, everyone. God bless. Sports Social Podcast Network.